So I woke up to the news this morning that Anthony Bourdain has passed away in Paris of an apparent suicide. The first thing I'll say is I was a fan and would try and watch any of his shows whenever I could. I'll probably try to download the most recent episodes of Parts Unknown after I'm done here. He just had this way of deliciously cobbling his words together in a wry, sarcastic, condescending, but above all entertaining manner. He was able to tell his stories and express his curiosity and sense of adventure in a mix of optimism and cynicism that could only work with him. And boy, could he convince you to want to come along with him on those adventures. There isn't too much else for me to say here that others wouldn't say about him today. Except he was the type of storyteller I wish I could even come close to being. Many have cited helplines for mental illness in the last few days, with him and Kate Spade's passing earlier in the week. So I'll just say, write one down on a post-it note and stick it somewhere where you'll always see it. Asia needed you, man. So I really want to start today where we ended off last time, at the Toronto Congress Center, concerning two events that have happened there very recently. The first, of course, being Anime North. I want to give some final thoughts there. Hopefully most of you have recovered from your post-convention syndrome. Knowing both myself and the others around the table, I'm not expecting to do another roundtable for another few weeks. Besides, I still have to get started on my catching up, anime-wise. If I can get in an episode of anything before we tape, I'll really be happy. Let me give a final thought on Junko Iwao. One story I forgot to mention while we were there was that during one of her Q&As, she mentioned that one of the reasons she was happy to be in Toronto was that she can dress up in outfits that she said she wouldn't be able to regularly wear back home in Tokyo. Check our Twitter feed for some pics of what she did wear. I'd say the best description I can give is think of Tomio's fashion sense from Cardcaptor and imagine what it would be as an adult. It actually reminded me of two things. First was from one of the early episodes of Cardcaptor Sakura, when Tomoyo insisted that if Sakura was going to battle and try and capture those cloak cards, she had to dress the part. Which is why she would have all of those outfits in future episodes. Second was from an episode of Japanology Plus on NHK World, which I've mentioned in the past. The episode was about priests at Shinto shrines, and of course, they interviewed one. And one of the observations made by the host Peter Barakan was that the Shinto priest was dressed in a suit and tie for the interview. The priest replied that during their regular day, they can dress normally in whatever they wanted to, but when performing duties and interacting with the deities, 
they had to dress the part. I know all this just came to mind from just one statement, but I thought it was a story worth sharing. The other thing from Anime North I quickly wanted to touch on was the protest. If you were there on Sunday, you'll know that a Christian group was protesting outside the TCC against the sins of the anime and manga world, encouraging people to repent for them and to find Jesus. Think along the lines of a Westboro Baptist Church protest, but without nearly as much of the viciousness. I did... Now, I'll mention I didn't really see any of this, but by all accounts, the Congora reaction was both a mix of typically Canadian and typically anime, with fans just watching and having a little fun with it, judging from some of the photos and videos I've seen. Good to see it went without any noteworthy incidents, if you know what I mean. We're trying to get a few people who saw what happened on the show in the future, and maybe we'll say a little bit more about the incident in a future roundtable episode. Or maybe it'll be reduced to Neil Sinclair comment on the Young Street attack. Much like that, anyway. Who knows? But one thing that stuck out with me during the last few years at Anime North is how inclusive it tries to be. The washrooms in the Delta Hotel are marked gender-neutral-friendly on top of all that. Outside, the, outside of the Toronto Gay Village on Church Street in Pride, Anime North might be the most LGBTQ-friendly place in Toronto when it's happening. So on that note... As we mentioned during the Anime North tapings, the Toronto Congress Centre is also very much the heart of the Conservative area in Toronto. The Federal Conservative Party elected their new leader there the same weekend as Anime North last year. And in previous years, there have been similar policy conventions there as well. Rob and Doug Ford have had rallies there too. So it came as no surprise that in the same ballroom where Anime North's opening and closing ceremonies took place, where Junko Iwao held her Friday concert, and where Anime Hell took place, Doug Ford made his victory speech after winning a convincing majority in last night's Ontario Provincial General Election. Yes, folks, the older brother of one of the most controversial mayors in Toronto's history will become Premier of Ontario. Now, I won't get into many details about how I feel about it here. We've stated our feelings in past episodes, and frankly, I'm pooped from all the politics. But I wanted to end with a story today. I know a lot of people are absolutely devastated by it, and I know quite a few are absolutely ecstatic. But we've done a, lar a larger scale version of this before, so I'm taking a page out of my mentor who simply said, he was living in New York City when Trump was elected president at the end of 2016. At the time myself, no, at the time I myself on Facebook expressed what I thought was an innocent opinion, wishing the new president good luck 
but also mentioning that there are some very deep divisions to heal, regardless of who won, and that he shouldn't expect any free passes, or at least free passes to the degree that would have been given if the tables were turned. One of my friends, who was a supporter of Trump, then simply laid into me, and what resulted was a to-and-fro that was absolutely relentless, and simply reduced me to tears by the time it was done. It was my first real experience with online bullying in the social media age, and trust me, I've experienced ugly online. This was a new experience for me. It got so bad that my best friend had to step in on my behalf. But boy did that experience break me at the time, and I, made a, and I personally made a bigger mistake by taking that to work. One of the co-workers who I talked to at the time was a guy by the name of Paul Saracino. I mentioned a little bit about what happened, and he was simply reassuring in his words. He mentioned how tough it can be sometimes to maintain your principles, even if your friends and loved ones turned on you. But there's nothing wrong with standing up for the things you believe in, and above all, there was nothing wrong with standing up for yourself. Those were very wise to words to me at the time. So yesterday, while talking to other co-workers, I learned a little bit about a former co-worker who was once an aide to Doug Ford when he was a Toronto City Councillor, and how, in 2014, it was revealed in the Toronto Star that he had a troubled past with drugs and prostitutes when he lived in Florida. Yes, it was Paul. On top of that, it turned out that his residence in Florida was once a mail drop for Deco Labels, the Ford family business. I don't feel like going into any more details here. I'll put up the link on Twitter, though, if asked to, at Anime Roundtable. A few days after that Toronto Star report, Doug Ford defended Paul calling him a champion. I'm inclined to agree with him overall. And yes, I'm judging without truly knowing him, but he was good to me and well-liked among his co-workers. He left our workplace earlier this year, and we don't exactly know where he is now, but none of us would be surprised if he will have a job in the Premier's office in the near future. When I look back on talking with him and what he said to me, I'd like to think he knew very much where I was coming from. And that's the rest of the story. Or at least what's on my mind. Have a comment to share? AnimeRoundtable at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at AnimeRoundtable or at Six Talk Podcast. And of course, our entire podcast archive is up www.sixtalk.com. We'll try to update www.animeroundtable.com and finally add our podcast RSS feed very soon. And hopefully, we'll be here around the table to join you again in a couple weeks' time. See you then.